Hello and welcome to another episode of Grow Like a Pro with your hosts, Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum. And we're a show all about learning how to achieve your goals and dreams as a business owner or just someone looking to find success in their life. And Ron, I am super excited to welcome Rabbi Arya Kaltman, the Executive Director of Chabad Columbus and Lifetown Columbus to the show this week. And it's someone I think we've wanted to get on the show for a while, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And uh, kicking off this year, there could not be a better person and it's uh, good to talk to you, Adam, and I'll continue to be the pretty face. <laughs> That's what we like to hear. And Rabbi, we want to welcome you. And we want to let all our listeners out there know that this is, you know, a pre-recorded show. Obviously, it's going live on on WTVN, 610 WTVN at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as it does every week, and also podcast services around the globe. But we want to just let you know that you're able to get this show whenever you want, even if you can't catch it when it's live on the radio. But Enough about that. Rabbi, welcome. How are you doing today? Happy New Year. Uh, likewise. Uh, thank you. I'm very humbled to be part of this show. It's actually Ron looks like a rabbi and he <laughs> acts like a rabbi and he sets the bar so hard for me to follow. But I try and be as flexible as an overweight rabbi can be. <laughs> oh well, you do, a, uh, you do an amazing job and inspire me every day you, and i know that you know that so we're Thank just you. we're so happy to have you today yeah and you know for people for people who don't know you rabbi i know i mean you've done such incredible work in columbus and beyond but but like what what is your what is your role what does your day-to-day -day look like and what what who are you for these listeners who may not know well i'll tell you something very funny well for me it's, it's just people saying what do you do so i say i'm a doorman <laughs> he said, what are you talking about? You mean you went to rabbi school for six years to be a doorman? And I said, exactly. <laughs> because when, before the pandemic, we had Lifetown every single day. And at 10 a.m., religiously, I would be outside opening the door to Lifetown wide open for all the precious kids to come inside. And what is Lifetown? Lifetown is a simulated village which helps kids with special needs and we teach life skills. We empower our kids with the uh, ideas and the ability to reach their full potential. We're all on a journey to reach independence and Lifetown helps our kids do that. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's, it's one of those places that you have to see to believe because you walk in and it's, I mean, the first time I went there, my, you know, my jaw almost hit the floor. It's, it's like you're walking into a little city. You know, it's got roads and stoplights and little stores and things. And it really just lets these kids, you know, start living life and feel like, you know, they're part of communities and part of a family. And it's, it's such an incredible thing what you guys are doing there. Thank you. You're very, very kind. Uh, Ron is an integral part and inspiration for all the good work we do. And when I say I'm a, I'm a doorman, what I meant to say was to that we open up the door to new possibilities. We open up the door to new opportunities for our kids that each and every one of our kids can reach their full potential. And that's what happens at Lifetown because there are nine venues and each venue empowers our kids with new life skills. 
that our kids can learn by doing. And um, actually, I'm very blessed. I have eight children of, of myself. And um, I, as a parent, I know that the best way that our kids can learn is by making mistakes. That's the only way for a child to advance and to learn and to grapple with new realities. And at Lifetown, it's a safe space. And we have the most nurturing, the most amazing volunteers. And in every one of our venues, we have two volunteers and then we have a park and like you described with a um, traffic lights and we rent bikes and, and we just want our kids to learn new skills in a fun medium and, and to be happy and to learn and to realize that they have so much to, to give to the world and so much to, to contribute. And, and being a rabbi, I tell you, um, I went to rabbi school for those six years to be that doorman because I learned that the precious, unique quality of every single child, that every kid is a diamond, that every student that walks through our doors is precious. And, and, and every child has something to give to, to society and, uh, and to reach their full potential, that's where it's at. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's one of the most important things that someone in your role as a mentor and a leader can do is, like you said, open that door because a lot of times kids, you know, even, whatever they're standing, run into roadblocks and sometimes they need that extra help or someone to say, hey, you can do it. And I think you saying it's a safe place, something you create is just something spectacular. So it's just, it's, well, uh, the it's important great thing also is they're not judged. They're, right. they're, they're in there. And, you know, uh, the experience, you know, I've been there quite a few times and, uh, you know, each time I learn a little bit more about what's being accomplished there. And uh, it's amazing. But what I want to find out is what inspired you to go down, you know, I mean, this is a huge accomplishment. As we know, I think there's three in the entire United States. In and, the world. Uh, oh, wow. In the world. Okay, three yeah. in the world. And three of, you know, and, and this is a major undertaking every single day. Um, and I know, again, how many people you have volunteering. I know how many students. Uh, when, you know, pre-pandemic, uh, it was a functioning business, you know, it's a nonprofit, but it was a bit, it's a business because you have to have the same things happening every day. Uh, it's got to open. You got to open the doors, turn the lights on, and and uh, there's got to be a lot of people involved. And you know, you have been my inspiration, and I know the inspiration of a lot of other people. But let's talk a little bit about your early background before um, you know uh, Lifetown. Right. But, uh, I know you uh, were at Ohio State, but talk about how you found your way sure. to. Uh, to Columbus. Okay, so I tell you, I'm actually, I'm not American. I'm an Aussie boy. I'm Australian. And uh, my dear beloved wife of 29 years, uh, she comes from uh, Cincinnati. And my mother-in-law, God bless her, she convinced me after we got married, I was going to take Esther back. I'm from Melbourne, but I had a job offering in Sydney. 
and I was going to take Esther to Sydney, Australia. And my mother-in-law convinced me that Columbus is halfway between uh, Cincinnati and Sydney, Australia. So, <laughs> Seems reasonable. I think so. <laughs> well, I know you don't argue with your mother-in-law. And, uh, I've been happy ever since. And I, I really, growing up, I wasn't supposed to be a rabbi. I confessions, <laughs> you know, I, this was not, it just happened. And uh, I went to a school in Melbourne, Australia, my entire life. And I was actually a rowdy kid. I was uh, a little hyper. <laughs> so that's how I relate so well to kids, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. so I had to believe you were a rowdy kid. <laughs> I, I, was, I was a wild, crazy kid. <laughs> so I, um, I was supposed to be a businessman and uh, my dad, very hardworking. You know, my dad is a Holocaust survivor, my hero. And I listened to my dad my entire life. The only time I didn't listen to him was when he said, you got to go to business school and take over the family business. And um, I, I just, I didn't do it. What was the family business, if you don't mind me well, asking? My father, in Yiddish, it's called shmatas. It means uh, he, he made clothing. And, um, you know, coming to Australia, you know, for, after the Israeli army, you know, with nothing, and working three jobs and, and working day and night, he, uh, he started a uh, manufacturing business and he produced uh, clothing for uh, Coles, and for other department stores, you know, there's not as many people in Melbourne, Australia as America, but you know, he, he uh, very much enjoyed giving the people who worked in his factory a job and an honest way to make a living. And um, I was supposed to take over the family business, which I didn't do. That was the only Thank time goodness. I really argued. Well, so, well yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, no, it's, thank you. It's great that door open. You know, we're going to, I hate to cut you off, but we do have to run to a commercial break. But it just gives re- listeners a, a reason to come back after the short commercial break to on Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN to find out more of the journey of Rabbi Arya Kaltman. So stay tuned and we will be right back. Hello and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your hosts, Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum, and our special guest, Rabbi Arya Kaltman, the executive director of Chabad Columbus and Lifetown Columbus. And if you missed our first segment, we were just getting introduced to the rabbi who's just just the best. I mean, you, you guys got to listen to this entire show and just hear his story of how he became, you know, someone of, of, of great respect and just a great man in Columbus and, and beyond. And before the break, we were talking about how, you know, it wasn't always re- becoming a rabbi and becoming this, this, this person he is today was not always the plan. And we kind of want to continue that story. So Rabbi, you mentioned that, you know, your dad had this plan for you to take over the family business, but things changed a little bit. So why don't, why don't we just jump right back into where we left last time? Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, the truth is I like business. That's the truth. I like uh, challenges. And uh, my father had a can-do attitude. And my dad was my hero in many, many respects. He, um, he was a kind man, a hardworking man, and uh, he was a fun man. You know, he had a great sense of humor. 
and uh, people had a lot of fun with him. And uh, I, it just things evolved and things happened that I had a calling and uh, I wasn't supposed to become a rabbi, but it just uh, evolved that way. And, um, and then I got married and um, I, I had someone in the, I had rabbinical training in Sydney for two years and someone said, hey, why don't you come on back down to Double Bay, to a neighborhood in Sydney? And Sydney's gorgeous. It's just, um, it's a very pretty uh, state and, and uh, people are friendly. And uh, the average Australian is just, you, you couldn't find nicer people except for Columbus, Ohio. And uh, we barrack, we root we play footy so in a in a different body i used to play football <laughs> and believe it or not <laughs> we, Love it. we we uh we jump up in the air without any paddings and we mark this is a new world a uh, new dictionary we we catch that football and we run with it and uh, it's an exciting game so when I first came to Columbus, Ohio, and I saw football, American football, I just didn't get it. And, you know, <laughs> it's so slow. And, and, you know, when I was a kid, we played football. And you know, I'm not knocking American football, God forbid, but when, when we screamed stacks on, that, that means you got to jump into the dog pile and everyone just goes on top of each other. And it's like a, it's an all-out... Uh, exciting expedition but and and you don't stop you know but but uh i i quickly became familiar with uh, with uh, american football and uh i i was very close i still am very close with uh, president gordon gee and he was a magnificent he is a magnificent human being a very close friend and actually we have a picture he spoke twice for us at our business network, and I have a picture, which I gave to Ron, of uh, President Gordon Gee and himself and his lovely wife, Terry. And yeah, I, I remember that, and uh, you did introduce me to uh, uh, President Gee, and uh, it was amazing because uh, I, every time I ran, he remembered who I was, and even remembered who my daughter Betsy was, and went to her sorority, and called her by name and he was the, uh, I think he took pride in, uh, you know, being a very social person and uh, he, he was an impressive uh, person. He did a lot for Ohio State as, as you did for the, uh, uh, you know, Chabad at, at Ohio State and uh, the area and that's when I met you. Yeah, and, I, and, and, and I'm humbled to have you as a dear friend and to know Adam and to know Betsy and Terry. And, uh, you know, I, I, uh, there's so many things to tell you. I, I, uh, I, at Ohio State University, uh, Chabad House, um, it was right off High Street. And, uh, you know, we had uh, bouncers, which used to come in and uh, we used to feed them. And we used to, and they, these guys were, were enormous. I mean, one of them could bench 550 pounds. Can you imagine? And, and these guys, just to see them at home and just to see them enjoying 
and and um, their 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 uh, tradition and and to see them uh, around the table with other kids it was just like a very special um time in my life when we you know we i right after i got married we came straight out in 91 and uh, and to see the university grow and to see uh, what a higher state is today it's just amazing and um being in columbus you know i i i became more aware of the need of um kids with disabilities and and um we were taught and that's what i was uh, saying at the beginning of the uh, segment that you don't look at the body you look at the soul and and just because someone perhaps you know we all have um our uh, challenges and we all have things which we grapple with and and uh i've been taught and and raised and that's what my rabbinical studies is all about is to look beyond the facade and to appreciate the soul. And um, one thing really um, is a continuation of the other. And, and our kids, you know, I'm so proud to say that 30 years ago, kids who would have been institutionalized are now part of society, are now partaking in a wonderful world, which was once, sadly, and tragically excluded from them. And, and we've made such big advances. And, and, and we started off with the Friendship Circle in the year 2000, 20 years ago, 21 years ago, I should say, 2021. And uh, Friendship Circle was all about getting our kids off drugs and alcohol and being at Ohio State University, you know, I was uh, exposed to that, helping kids with their problems and you know we thought that if you take teenagers at a critical time in their development if you take college students and you get them to volunteer for kids with disabilities they'll start appreciating what it means to be born healthy and to be born functioning and and um when i when i spoke to governor voinovich i i miss him he was a he was just a good person very uh, non-judgmental, very embracing. And he told me his mother's favorite saying was, those that bring sunshine into the lives of others cannot but help enjoy it themselves. And when, when I explained to him what Friendship Circle is all about, he said, you know, that's what I believe and that's what I was raised. And he had a a, a great man, a devoted man, a caring man, a loving man, really help us and in our mission of Friendship Circle to, to take college kids, to take teenagers and give them something wholesome, give them something real where, where they can appreciate someone else who perhaps outwardly, superficially looks different, but inherently we're all, we're all the same and we all have the ability to, to reach beyond um, what, what seems as, as too difficult. And, and the Friendship Circle evolved into Lifetown. And Lifetown, you know, I, I'm very, uh, very humbled, you know, by, by having dear friends like, like the basement doctor, like Ron, 
and uh, also by my uh, colleagues. I, there's a rabbi in the state up north. I'm not allowed to say where it is, but he, he, he started Friendship Circle and he shared it with me. And uh, he started Lifetown, the simulated village. And um, we, the, with all these different venues which teach life skills, and he shared it with us. And um, he did that because all, all kids need the chance to succeed. And all kids need the mentorship and, and need to appreciate that they have something special to give that no one else has. And that's really the soul of, of what I do. And, you know, for me, there's nothing more glorious and there's nothing more um, sanctified than having a, a child from Columbus City Schools who, whose whole life is you can't do this and you can't do that and, and come in with their wonderful teachers and see them blossom and see them do new things that they thought were once impossible. So that's, that's it in a nutshell, how one thing of, uh, evolved into the other. That's a, that's a fantastic story. It's just, and I, I just, I love, I mean, the, your story is just so much about, about life and just taking chances and just giving back to the world. Because like you said, this, I'm sure this wasn't your plan when you started everything out, but you just kept taking those steps. And like you said, opening those doors and it led to something great. So it's, it's a fantastic thing. And I, I'd, I'd like to dive a little bit more into it in our next segment. Unfortunately, we do have to take a quick break, but make sure to stay tuned to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN, and we will be right back after the short commercial break. Hello and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your hosts, Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum and our special guest, Rabbi Arya Kaltman, the Executive Director of Chabad Columbus and Lifetown Columbus. And We've been hearing Rabbi's incredible story of how he, you know, became a rabbi, started Lifetown. It's just, I mean, you're changing lives, Rabbi. Let's, let's cut to the chase. You're, you're making a difference in a ton of people's lives. And it's so great to really finally talk to you and hear your story because you hear bits and pieces. But I'm, I'm just so honored and blessed that we have this chance to speak. Um, but, you know, I feel like we'd be, you know, a little remiss to, if we didn't kind of discuss what's going on now, the pandemic. How has this affected Lifetown, affected you? How have you guys kind of coped? And, and what have you found, you know, these little successes in some of the dark times we've been living in? Yeah, that's a great question. Th thank you, Adam. I, I think that we really don't understand the magnitude of this epidemic. Now, anything that anyone does is amazing. You know, there's so much darkness there's so much difficulties, and we live at a very challenging time. Who, who would have thought in, in the beginning of 2020 that the entire world would come to a screeching halt? Now, of course, of course, you know, food and shelter are critical, and that's immediate. But I think, and this is just my opinion, I think we have no understanding whatsoever of the implications in mental health as a result of this epidemic. I think that isolation is terrible. I think that when you have, and I know, I think I know that a child with disabilities is two to four more times susceptible 
to drug addiction than a typical child. Now, why is this? Because when you're around other people, when you have someone to speak to, someone to embrace you, someone who feels your pain, you can actually relate to, then the load may be very heavy, but it's not as heavy because someone is helping you with that load. But when someone's isolated, when they sit in their room and they can't engage with other people, it becomes so much more difficult. And this is magnified very much because of the pandemic. And uh, we were not going to sit back and say, well, we tried our best, you know, our school system, every school did the responsible thing and they shut down. But we're really, you know, my dad, you know, he used to tell me excuses are for losers. Because if you really care, you'll make it happen. Uh, what do you do? The kids aren't coming. You know, between 50 and 75 kids a day used to come to Lifetown. They, they're gone. No one's coming. They can't come. There's no school. So we thought, and with the encouragement of, uh, you know, the basement doctor and, and, and our uh, colleagues and our board, we thought of a way we could help. And uh, there's a champion out there. His name is Kingston. And uh, his mother is just so sweet. And his mother said, hey, my kid was robbed of Lifetown. He was, he, this boy, he went to champion school. And uh, he used to count the days backwards. When is he coming to Lifetown? Because he looked forward to it. And we were advertising. We had a, an event with a coach. Uh, Urban Meyer and coach Jim Tressel. And she she wrote on Facebook, you know, we've been robbed. And, and I knew we had to uh, give her precious child Kingston the opportunity. And I said, you know what? We're going to bring Lifetown to you. And, and that's the attitude I think we all need to have. And it's just because Kingston is such a good kid and Kingston deserves to have Lifetown. So uh, we started Lifetown on the go and uh, Columbus City Schools has been amazing. And the teachers so supportive. And we pack um, a thousand boxes a month. We distribute them and uh, thank God for Zoom. And uh, we have breakout rooms and we will engage our kids and we will not allow any child uh, precious like Kingston to be denied and to be robbed of their opportunity in, in engaging and learning and having fun while they master critical life skills. And, and that's the story of Lifetime on, on the go. And um, we, unfortunately, you know, because of this epidemic, we, we, we have to increase. We have another program called Stop to Live. If you go to stoptolive.org, you'll see that we have a curriculum for kids with disabilities where we teach uh, um, how to prevent them because our kids are much more around medicine and pharmaceutical um, uh, medicine than typical kids. And, and we, through engaging our kids, through teaching our kids, we, we can get through this.
because although it's dark and although it's painful, although, although times are very, very challenging, but you know, light banishes darkness and uh, camaraderie and engaging and reaching out with love makes the world of difference. Yeah, I mean, couldn't have said it better myself. And, you know, I'm, I'm curious, especially even for, you know, maybe parents that are listening that have kids, you know, that might help with this. What kind of stuff was included in the boxes and what kind of activities were you guys doing in these breakout rooms? I'm just kind of curious from like a, uh, like, how did you guys manage it? And what, what kind of fun stuff did you guys give to these kids during these times? So every month we do a different class. So, you know, when the kids, when our kids come to Lifetown, they were given 12 real dollars. And that was the incredible novelty of kids having real money and going to real stores and having a receipt and balancing. And then when it came to the holiday times, the money they had saved in their bank account, they were able to spend and buy things. And then they were able to see the, um, the blessings of saving and being financial literate. And, and now we take different skills every month and we don't give every child in their box $12. Unfortunately, <laughs> we should. But, but for example, we have nine different venues. So uh, in, in the box, we want to give each child a first aid kit from the doctor's office. And we give every child a watch for time management. You know, we used to have, we used to have a, um, a, a theater. Now we can't bring a gorgeous theater to the home of every child. Cause what used to happen was we had 15 minute interval movies and you know, if the child came late, they learned, Hey, you, you want to see the movie? You got to come on time. And we used to have kids interviewing for jobs. We had a job fair and at the, and we taught the, our kids to make a resume to put their picture on the resume that, Hey, they can do things. They don't have to think that, you know, that there's no future, God forbid. And, and uh, now we are engaging our kids. We have, we had a holiday store. I am so happy and proud, you know, of all of us, you know, our volunteers and, and we did it in a way that it was uh, with social distancing and with masks The any child who wanted to come in for, uh, for who didn't have the opportunity. See, the thing is, I, our kids are in a situation where they have um, not all of our kids have unfortunately a two parent home and, and whoever their caregiver is, whoever their guardian is, they should have the opportunity to buy and show appreciation for their loved one when it comes to the holiday. So our kids used to come into the, uh, they used to save money in Lifetown. And then we had, we went all out for the holidays. We had really gorgeous gifts for them to take home to who their loved ones. And, and, and this year, you know, just because they're not coming into Lifetown, we set up, uh, everyone had to wear masks and, and 
people came from all over Columbus. And that, that's what makes me happy. When I saw the people, the droves of people come inside from all over Columbus and they drove and there were gifts and there was time slots so there wouldn't be too many people together and we could, we could observe social distancing with masks and kids could walk out and everything was free. That made me feel that there is hope. That even though, you know, the holiday season was difficult, it was painful, and they, but they're not alone. And, and, you know, there was a school and they came with blankets, gorgeous blankets. The, the, the school, they, they made blankets and blankets and they made gloves and, and we gave everything out. And, and you know, uh, I don't know if I could fit down a chimney, but... It, <laughs> But it sure felt you, you good. You I, I, I was there. I saw it. I saw it firsthand. And absolutely, you, you make no, a good statement. Hey, Ron, you jump in for the for the uh, what's called Special Olympics. You jump in the ice cold water. Pull Maybe one year we can we can have a competition. Who can fit down the chimney? Yeah. <laughs> I want to see I this. Think, I need uh, to see this. Yeah, that would be a good. Start one. a new tradition. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But, it, but it made me happy. There was a single mom. She came in and she walked out with blankets for all of her children and gloves and hats. And she said, Rabbi, I'm going to be staying warm this, this, this winter. And I yeah, said, it was amazing. Yeah. You made amazing. my day. You made my day. And for me, there's nothing more, more precious than that. Yeah. Seeing the smile on those kids. Why can't those kids be given the opportunity to smile like any other kid? Just because, you know, we believe, and this is, I can't help it. This is what we were taught. This is what needs to be, that an education should not be decided by a zip code. Just Amen. because one child's born in one zip code doesn't mean, hey, I don't have the opportunities that another child has. And when I saw that single mom walk out with bags of, of, of blankets, which another school in Columbus donated, and, and with warm clothes, I said, you know, you're not the only one warm. It's warming my heart. That, you know, thank God we, can, we were humbled to, to be a part of, of all the magnificent community of Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's an incredible thing. And I, you know, I, always, I keep coming back to this doorman thing because I think your story also just is such an incredible lesson of you know, when one door closes, you don't just stop. You look for that other door and you keep opening new opportunities and you find new ways to manage it. And it, it looks like you did. And thankfully Thank for, for all these kids, you did because you've, you've done something great and you know, a time where other people could have just said, oh, sorry, too bad. <laughs> but you, you kept know, going. You, you know, Ron inspires me. You know, Ron inspires me. It's the can-do attitude. And, and, and uh, our kids are, are really, it takes a village and it takes everyone. And, and, and no one, no one should be denied because exactly. of, they live in a zip code because they're born perhaps not with the, the skill set. And, and, and now, like we started off the segment, 30 years we have come so so much per, has progressed that our kids 
can reach their full potential on their journey towards independence. Yeah. And there's so much more to go. And, you know, we do have to take one last break before our next segment, but we are going to talk a little bit about the future of Lifetown and, and what you have planned for the future. So make sure to stay tuned to our last segment of Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN. Hello and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your hosts Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum and our special guest Rabbi Arya Kaltman, the Executive Director of Chabad Columbus and Lifetown Columbus. And unfortunately, my friends, we're at my least favorite part of the show. Once again, we must soon say goodbye to the rabbi for now because we definitely want you back. But we'd like at the end to kind of, you know, look forward a bit and also say, Rabbi, if people, you know, were inspired by your story and want to make a difference and, you know, also be that doorman that you so proudly have become, how can people help out or, or get in touch or just be, be a part of what you're doing in Columbus and beyond? We welcome everyone. And um, we, we're packing boxes. We have to pack a, a thousand boxes a month. And uh, I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm humbled to work with people who care like uh, our own basement, Dr. Ron Greenbaum, Go Ron. And, and, and our volunteers. We have an army of volunteers. We have 1,300 volunteers. Wow. And we, we, we need to pack these boxes. And if you go to volunteer at lifetowncolumbus.org, that's volunteer at lifetowncolumbus.org, we would be so honored and humbled to to have uh, more volunteers participate and it's a little box but its impact is ever so great and um we we you know when you have dark times it makes the light even more powerful and more uh, radiant and and it's difficult times we're all in all of us and and i think we're we're all humbled you know, by this uh, epidemic. And if something is microscopic and you can't even see the uh, uh, COVID-19 and, and, and literally the entire world has come to a screeching halt, how much more so when you do something positive, when you go beyond yourself. And like Governor Voinovich's mother used to say, those that bring sunshine into the lives of others cannot but help enjoy the sunshine themselves. So when you do that good deed, when you volunteer for any organization, you're, you're making a profound difference because the times we live in are challenging and sometimes they seem very dark, but that means that your volunteering and your, your kindness and your goodness will have even more of a profound impact on, on people's hearts and, and people's lives. And uh, I, I can't thank you enough. I'm humbled, absolutely humbled to, to have uh, Ron and you, Adam, as dear, dear friends. And right back at you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been great to get to know you and see your journey and just see the more great things you do. And, um, you know, like I said, it's, it's an inspiring story. And I think a lot of people hopefully we'll take a lot from the, from the story that you've shared for us. And, you know, we like to be hopeful on the show, obviously, as we should be. And, you know, sooner or later, Lifetown's going to be back and full swing and everything's going to happen. And, you know, if people want to get involved with, you know, Lifetown once it's back, like what kind of things can people help out and how can they get in touch with either you or Lifetown itself? 
Yeah, you know, just today, you know, if they go to volunteer at lifetownclumbus.org, and if you go to lifetownclumbus.org, you'll actually see what we do. And, you know, just today, you know, there's a girl in our community and uh, Emily, and she gathers thousands of books. So because of this girl who's in, uh, in, in high school, we're sending out in every box a, a one of the books which she gathered together. Oh, she did crazy. a book drive. You know, everyone can make a difference. Everyone. If whatever we have, the reason why we have it is to share with others. And, um, you know, in rabbi school, they told us, you know what the difference, why is it that a, a black hole is much, much more powerful than the sun? So why does everyone make a big deal about the sun and not a black hole? A black hole's more powerful. And the answer is a black hole is powerful, but all it has is it sucks in and it takes into its, its world. But a sun is less powerful, but the sun only exists to share its radiance, its warmth, its love with the world around it. So whatever we have, whoever we are, we can make a difference. And we can light up the hearts and the lives of others. And that's real growing like a pro. And uh, <laughs> That's true. Yes. That's true. Well, Rabbi, I, don't, I, don't, I can't imagine a better way to start off 2021 than that message right there. So I think that is where we're going to call it quits for now, because like I said, we'd love to have you back in the future. But, but you know, Rabbi, thank you so much for sharing your story, your messages, your inspiration and your hope. And, you know, it inspired me as I'm sure it inspired Ron and the listeners. And it just means the world to us that you took the time I, to share the I story with us. could have been happier that he accepted uh, the invitation to be on our first show of the year. That's, we're, we're really starting the things off with an amazing show here. Exactly. Thank and, you. I'm, uh, I'm humbled. I'm humbled. And I think people that want to grow as a human being, that's what this is. This show isn't just about growing. Adam talks about growing business, but I think it's also about growing as, as, as humans. A hundred percent. Spiritual people, as people that help other people. And that, you know, to me, I think that's the most important thing of all. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Well, guys, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and stories. And we look forward to coming back next week with another Grow Like a Pro. And, and of course, you can find Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN every Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and also at that time on podcast services around the globe. So, you know, we really, truly look forward to coming back next week. We hope you have a great day and or night. And we will see you next time. Bye, guys.